0: in the morning, so I want you to welcome to the creation stage, Sean Bentley. Good morning, creation. Thank you, Pastor Harry. Yes, we come from the land of milky chocolate and Reese's peanut butter cups. It is so good to be with you this morning. I want to get into the Word of God today. How many of you love the Word of God? How many Jesus made a difference in your life? Is there some excited people in the place today? We want to jump in here. I want to say thank you to my wife for all of her support and encouragement, Crystal Bentley. And I love her so much. She is beautiful. And I thank you, baby. As we jump into this, Mark chapter 10, verse 46 might be a very familiar passage to you today. It's really just called the story of a blind guy. You might know him as Bartimaeus. The Bible tells us in verse 46, then they came to Jericho. That was Christ in his entourage, his disciples together with a large crowd. It's important for us to know that Jericho is about 15 miles from Jerusalem. Jerusalem, as we know, in Mark, it goes on to the triumphal entry, the trial of Christ. And then his crucifixion. So when he came to Jerusalem, he came to Jericho before that together with a large crowd. We don't know how long he was there because it bumps right up to now he's leaving the city. I would look at it like this today. Jesus is on a death march. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he understood what he was facing, what he was walking Toward So every step of his journey was one step closer to that trial. One step closer to that crucifixion. One step closer to the ultimate salvation for mankind. Can you be excited today? As we celebrate communion here at the festival, we celebrate candlelight. We celebrate all that God has done. It is because of this death walk that he went on. The Bible tells us there was a blind man named Bartimaeus, we take just a moment to look at his name. We understand that Bar means son of, Timaeus means honor. So literally his name was son of honor, but yet it doesn't make sense when we put it together because here is a blind man with the name son of honor. Son of honor, the Bible goes on to say he was sitting along the roadside We understand this, that the roadside is for marginal people. The roadside is often less for those that are going through struggle that nobody else wants to deal with. The roadside is a place for for lonely individuals. The The roadside is one for somebody that's tried and failed and washed up or washed out is the roadside. And there we see this son of honor, Bartimaeus, sitting along the roadside. It's strange because his title does not match his situation. The title that he's been given at birth does not match who he is. He has been blind since birth. Can we get just for a moment when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was on his way by, the Bible says he was sitting along the roadside. He was sitting along the roadside. He was a beggar. He was there begging the crowd was gathering around him and as he's sitting there, he's understanding that Jesus of Nazareth, this one that he had heard so many stories about, that he was so enthralled with, he understood that this was the Jesus coming by. He heard of the healings, he heard of the miracles, he, he heard of the raising of the dead, he would heard of the feeding of the 5,000, the stories had been there, there were some in the crowd that were very much against Christ. There were some in the crowd that were so for him and so excited and this giant parade of people were leaving Jericho. There sits Bartimaeus. The thought would go through his mind, what am I going to do at this moment? My heart is, is welling up with anticipation. I'm hearing the crowd get closer and closer and all of a sudden he realized that Jesus is within shouting distance. The Bible tells us just simply as he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth coming by, he started to shout. Now, I don't know about you if you shout in church at all. There are some shouting churches. I don't know if you shout in church, but this wasn't that kind of shout. This was a shout of desperation. This was the shout of the marginal person. This was a shout of the one that had gone through some things in life and wore a different title than what his name truly meant. His name meant son of honor, but he was wearing son of depression, son of loneliness, son of struggle, son of blindness, son of I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know where my next meal is coming from. That was his name. But as he sat there, hearing Jesus get closer, He started to well up within his spirit, and something burst out of him that should burst out of us. And he just started to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Can you imagine his situation? Because everybody else around him was standing. They were standing up. He was sitting sitting down and he's yelling out jesus son of david and it was a cry from his heart a cry from his spirit it's important that he said son of david because jesus of nazareth was on his way son of david meant that he understood prophecy Son of David meant that he understood Jesus' role for humanity. Son of David could have been him calling out, Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus, the King of kings. Jesus, the great I am, merciful Savior, the only one that can make a difference. Now, there were those in the crowd that didn't feel that way. We understand understand what a crowd looks like. Have you tried exiting this thing after everything's over? You know what a crowd looks like. Imagine being in that, sitting along the roadside, shouting out to one of the bands. That had to be a loud shout. He was there in desperation, shouting out, Jesus, Messiah, Jesus, King of Kings, Jesus, the Redeemer, Jesus, the Healer, Jesus, my only strength. And he was crying out with so much passion, so much strength. It goes on in this story that those that were around him, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. As you understand this, a rebuke isn't just, brother, it'll be okay, it'll be all right. You can stop shouting. He doesn't have time for you anyhow. Let me just pray for you. They didn't do that. The Bible says they rebuked him. What you say is false. What you say is not true. This is just a a man. He's a good person. He's He's a prophet, but he's not the Messiah. He's not the king. You don't know what you're saying. That was the rebuke. Then beyond that, they just told him, shut up. When he felt like his chance was gonna pass by, the Bible tells us that he shouted out all the more. Is there any tenacious people here today? Is there any bold people here today? Man, you get to that moment you and people are trying to shut you up and the, tr- the crowd is saying, Jesus not the one, he's not the Messiah, he's not the chosen one, he's not the healer, he's not the redeemer, they're trying to shut you down. Man, talk about a tenacious spirit the boldness that comes out of him. Son of David! We get into this today. This is what he says. Many rebuked him. Son of David. God, here I am, here I am, here I am. The Bible says in, in Mark ten forty nine, Jesus stopped. What did Jesus stop? But his death march to Jerusalem to pay for all of us. What did Jesus stop in the middle of the crowd? Why? Because he not only heard the voice of desperation, he heard truth coming from the sidelines. He heard truth coming from a marginal person. He heard truth from hopelessness. He heard truth from despair. Beyond his situation, he reached out in faith. He reached out with an understanding. What a massive understanding to know who Christ is. The Bible says he stopped. I love what Jesus did here. He, he got the crowd involved just a little bit. He stopped and turned in the direction of where the shout was coming from. Again, Bartimaeus was seated. The crowd was standing, and he got the crowd involved by simply saying, Call him. Call him. Bartimaeus, in his situation, he wouldn't have seen Christ pointing at him. Because he was screaming, he wouldn't hear it. So what was he doing at the sidelines at that moment? A two-camera view, if you will. Jesus is saying, call him. Bartimaeus is still sitting there. Jesus, son of David, don't pass me by. Jesus, Messiah, healer, don't pass me by. Jesus gets the crowd involved. Call him. It's significant to note that those that were rebuking him, those that were trying to shut him up, shut him down, turn him off, what did they do then? Hey, 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 cheer up. Cheer up. Cheer up. He, he, on your feet. He's calling you. Only Christ in your situation can can turn those that are your opposition to your cheerleaders only Christ can turn those that are trying to shut you up and shut you down. Once the spirit of God is on you, once Christ is in, in, in enrolled in you in faith and strength, what happens that other people that used to try and shut you down, see the witness, and say, oh, man, you need to cheer up. You need to cheer up on your feet. On your feet. He's calling you. He, he's, he's calling you. And not only that, there is this crowd. So they had to part. He didn't walk through the crowd. He's blind. They had to part so he could see Christ. When Jesus speaks into your life, it can be very simple but so impactful. Those that are around you become your cheerleaders. They begin to see what God is doing in you, and the crowd will part, and there stands Christ. There stands Christ. I love it as this story goes on. On your feet, he's calling you. Verse 50, it talks about a cloak. This is a very simple cloak. What does a cloak do but it hides us? It hides our shame. It hides our situation. It hides our, 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 our struggle. It hides the things of our past. It hides us. As a beggar, he would have sat alongside the road, not with it wrapped around him, but on the ground to collect money, just collecting money. People would come by, throw it on it, he'd drag it to him, pick up the money, throw it back out, get some more money, drag it in. That was his life. That was the son of honor that day. Get some more money, drag it in. When he'd go home at night, the cloak of shame, the cloak of struggle. The cloak of adversity, the cloak of loneliness, the cloak of blindness. He didn't need to see anyhow. So many of us today walk around with the cloak on, the cloak on, the cloak of our situation, the things that are around us. We want to hide from the truth. We want to hide from the pain. We want to hide from the struggle. The Bible tells us that Bartimaeus, when he got the attention of Christ, he took the cloak and threw it aside. Took the cloak and threw it. It was all that he had in life. It was his livelihood. It was his identity. And he takes it and throws it off. He comes to Christ. He stands in front of him. And Jesus says this, what do you want me to do for you? Imagine this, in the entire crowd, one person yelling out the truth of who Christ is. Jesus comes to him and says, what can I do for you? That is a response to the name that he was crying out. That was a response to the the message he was telling other people when he was crying out that name Jesus, Son of David, Jesus, the Savior of the world, Jesus, the Messiah. Christ responds with this What can I do for you? That's him saying, What you speak is the truth, what you say is faith. Man did not tell you this. Faith has told you this. Jesus didn't need to ask him what he wanted. He wanted to make a statement to you and me today. When we call on the name of Christ, we get audience with him, and he meets us along the roadside. Barnabas said this, Bartimaeus said this. Rabbi, I want to see. Rabbi, I want to see. Rabbi, I want a different name. Rabbi, I want to get rid of my cloak of shame. Rabbi, I need change in my life. I want something different. Only you can do it. The Bible tells us that Christ just simply looks at him and says, Go, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has healed you. Your faith has done something significant. I want you to understand this from the seated moment, from the time he stood up to the time he stopped shouting, to the time he threw his cloak aside. His life had not changed yet. He was still blind. As he walked through the crowd and stood face to face with Christ. But after Christ spoke into his life, His blindness left. The Bible tells us that he immediately received his sight and walked along the road. As Christ said, go. That is the command for each one of us. We throw the cloak aside. We raise our hands and our voices. Jesus, Messiah, have mercy on me. And what does he say to you? What does he say to me? I give you, I give you the truth of your name child of the king i give you the truth of your name chosen one i give you the truth of your name my my love my my choice my child my prize bartimaeus came into his name that day he was no longer son of desperation son of blindness son son of struggle son of the the roadside experience it wasn't because of the honor of him as a man but who he gave honor to he came into his name son of honor we're reading about him we're telling this story again friend I don't know where you're at in your journey I don't know if you're seated along the roadside maybe you're one just day after day putting that cloak on God's got a new name for you He wants you to come into the name he has given you because that journey, that death march continued from Jericho to Jerusalem, the triumphant, the trial, the struggle, crucifixion, so you could have the name, child of the king. Child of the king. Child of the redeemer. In our lives, it's important for us to know that God wants you to throw off the cloak. You're not a marginal person. He wants to stand in front of you and you in front of him. Jesus, the Messiah, have mercy on me. Jesus, the Messiah, I want the fullness of my name. Your child, who you are, your love. Friend, I want to encourage you this morning. Take on the name that Christ is giving you, child of the King. Would you take just a moment and stand with me around this arena? If we say, get up, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. I don't know what situation you're in today, but we can walk into this last day of creation knowing that the king is by our side. The crowd is encouraging us. Those on stage are encouraging us. The bands tonight are encouraging us. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Let's give God a voice of praise this morning. Thank you very much.